world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, listen, I I, I love all of you. That's not true. I just say that because I'm supposed to say it. I'm sitting with my buddy, Alan Zeifer. Uh, look, he got me, Alan got me a new shirt. So I'm wearing the new shirt today. Iron sharpens iron, that's for sure. We sharpen each other in here. Let the sparks fly is what I say. It's crazy stuff going on. And I was telling Alan this morning, I think it was, I don't know. I get up in the morning. You guys would not believe the stuff that you guys have sent me on my phone. You, videos, articles. I spend all my morning trying to sort through it all. I don't, I'm not complaining, all right? I'm not complaining because I think it's awesome that you guys out there are doing research on exactly what's going on. And that a lot of times the stuff we bring to the table hasn't come from me, but it's come from you guys. What's really, really good is this is becoming a clearinghouse of information, right? And uh, like I said yesterday, <clears throat> I try to really vet stuff before I throw it up on the screen. I really try to. And like today, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a commentary news with views today. Maybe I'll get to it at some point. And I made the biggest, biggest mistake in there. I can't believe I, did. I read it 10 times and I make that, made that big mistake. And then I'm, now I'm getting emails from people saying, why would you say that? You got it back. Well, I screwed up, man. And where did I screw up? Because I said something about uh, uh, love the sinner, but hate the sin, right? We guys all know that. Hey, hey, are you looking at me? You looking at me? Love the sin or hate the sin? You guys know who said that? When Jesus Christ. Does anybody know who said that? Pastors. No. Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. And it's become Gandhi. It's become biblical knowledge in the American church. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Nowhere, never in Scripture, anywhere will you find that. Well. Dumb me in my news with these articles. I said, love the sin, hate the sin. Now, what did I say? Love the sin, hate the sin. I, I read it 15 times as I'm proofreading it. And I, I can't, I can't believe it. And it's, it's so amazing that people love to email me and show me where I'm wrong. And you dummy. And, and I'm thinking, God, I, I deserve every bit of this. Because that's, how could I do that? But I did that, right? I did that. So Gandhi said, love the sinner hate the sin. Jesus Christ never said that. Isn't that crazy? And I I bet you I could make a million dollars just going out and betting money on on that. How many people would come up with that? So Alan and Tammy and Alan's dad, Ken, came rolling into Ohio last night. We went out on the boat and Alan took us out to eat. Had a nice meal, some good time together. And so I invited Alan to jump in here, but I'm not, look, I'm not going to turn soft on you because we want to get in some good stuff going on here, but uh, just appreciate Alan and Tammy and Ken, the fight they fight. Alan, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a traveling carny. That would be a good word to say, Alan. Sure. He came up, Alan came up with this uh, product called Heavenly Soft Pretzels and they go to fairs and they go to events he and his wife travel, and they set up their their trailer, and they sell pretzels. It's crazy, man, crazy. They sell a lot of pretzels. How many did you sell last time, Alan? What did you tell Twelve hundred. So six hundred Saturday. Six hundred Saturday. Now they take these and they make their own dough, and then they got to they got to y'all see. My wife it. does all that. See, she they she twists it, does it right in front of them, and sell. And people are in line. The other night, he said they got there. Uh, 45 minutes before they even opened, people were standing in line to get one. At the German uh, Town Pretzel Festival, Germantown, Ohio, people will be waiting uh, a good hour. They'll be in line already, 70 deep. And I just give God the glory because I can't even make my dog mine. So make somebody <laughs> stand in line to eat. So listen to this. This is, this is what really gets me. Uh, 
one pretzel, okay? Now, this is the way people think when you go to a carnival of the atmosphere, right? One pretzel, and they're big. Don't get me wrong. They're big, and they're really, really good. And people stand in line to get them, and they pay how much for a pretzel? We're getting seven right now. Seven dollars. Seven dollars for one we're of those pretzels. They're over a half a pound. We actually, compared to everything else, we probably got the best deal after three hours. Yeah? Wow. Well, uh, Alan and his wife seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. They do that, folks. They do that. So it's an honor to have Alan on here. You know what I like about it? I'll get you, Brett, just a second. Uh, Just like Alan, Randy, and I could run through a litany. We don't agree on all, all theology. We don't, we don't agree on everything. Our end-time gospel is probably a little bit different what we believe, but that doesn't stop us from fellowshipping with one another, right? And so we got to – pull that up there for me real quick. Foolish Galatians, pull that up there. Alan said this to me this morning. We're going somewhere. Hang on. Foolish Galatians. Foolish Galatians. It's a standalone email I sent to you there, Spence. I'm sorry, man. I didn't, I didn't get that for you. King James Galatians, oh foolish Galatians, yep. who hath bewitched you? Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, you could camp right there, couldn't you? Couldn't you? Couldn't we really camp on that? Foolish Christians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you what's wrong with you folks that's what that's what the writer's saying here right this only what i learn of you receive you the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of the faith are you so foolish having begun in the spirit are you now made perfect by the flesh this is a powerful powerful scripture here folks and the reality of it is we are foolish man foolish christians who hath bewitched you Closing down our churches and wow, wow, wow. Hey, this weekend, I haven't said much about it. Freedom Festival. There's a Freedom Festival that I'm going to be speaking at on Saturday out over near Betty. And I really haven't said a whole lot about it because I'll be honest with you, I don't really know a whole lot of it what's going on. But Betty's going to be there and I know Tracy's going to be there. This is an all day event, July 1st, July 2nd at the Guernsey County Fairgrounds. And I'm speaking about, uh, I think it's two, two fifteen, something like that. I'm, I'm going to be up there. Don't, but don't come just to see me, okay? Don't come. But if it, if you're hanging out and you want something to do, uh, it'd be a good thing to. I'm going to give some mention of that, okay? Put that in the chat form so they can figure that out. And again, don't forget on July third, those of you close, we're going to do fireworks up at Skyheim. Potluck, bring your stuff. If you want to come, let me know. We'll have, we're going to watch the fireworks one up at Sky High. Tracy's got her hand up, and Ohio Brett's got their hand up. So I'll get them in here, and then I'm going to dive in. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead. Ohio Brett, you had yours up first. Go ahead. Hey, locker room. I just want to let – we all love Coach, and we love star players. Alan Zeif has been so gracious with me over the last couple of years on the phone with Scripture. Hey, Buckeye fans, if you think Chris Spielman's a stud, Alan Zeifer is a true stud on – on Coach Dave's team. God bless you, bro. Bless you, guys. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, man. Uh, Tracy. I just wanted to um, add to that Freedom Festival event is actually like the We the People groups, um, freedom groups that got together here whenever they were doing the um, truckers, convoys. Okay. And there's people coming from states all surrounding Ohio, and it's actually in my county, Guernsey County, um, at our fairgrounds, and I guess they've got quite a few vendors and and things coming, and and lots of uh, American Christian patriots. So, and I'm going to be doing the prayer tent. I mean, I am just doing things I've never thought I would do before. What the heck but happened to you? What happened I don't to you? know. I don't know. But I'm going to be in the prayer tent for a session, and uh, then helping out uh, with the We the People, and of course, listening to you, Coach. Mm. So um, if you have a chance, it's the first and second Saturday and Sunday. Saturday seems to be gonna going to be the biggest day, but um, come on, it's it's all Ohio and the surrounding states. So Tracy, you, Trace. so Tracy, the more you've uh, followed the Lord, the deeper your walk's got. Uh, uh, family and friends, they're embracing you more, are they? They love you more now that you're walking 
Would Jesus family and friends? No. <laughs> no, we won't even go there. I mean, we I still we still love each other, but no, I'm I'm walking that path kind of by myself right now. <laughs> yeah, those those foolish Galatians, they don't get it, right? Hey folks, here's here's really what we're dealing with. I made my first note to myself I made here today. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, it's the application of the word. We we don't know how to apply the word anymore, really. We really don't. And uh, after the discussion with Alan yesterday and some of you that, you know, uh, the um, the miraculous have le- have, has left the, left the church. We don't we don't believe in spiritual things anymore, really, in, in the church. And we've uh, we've uh, fleshed it out. We've made the gospel fleshly and carnal. And that, that's why we're in, that's why we're in the mess we're in. I wrote a commentary today. I'm, 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 if I get to it, I get to it. I'm not going to worry about it. But the commentary I wrote today was uh, embrace the hate. Now, I think you like we posted it at News with Views, posted a lot of different places. And if I get a chance, I'm going to get to that. But I, I think it's more and more important. Every, every day I see this, every day, every day. Uh, I bump into people who are the love-only gospel. Love-only gospel. As if Jesus Christ, the perfectly balanced creator of all things, light, dark, what was it? Isaac was not with Newton. Who told us yet was that for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction? Who who, who said that? Does anybody remember? Is that Newton? Yeah, it's Newton. That was his third law, wasn't it? For every action there's an equal and opposite. For happy there's sad. For strong there's weak. For tall there's short. For fat there's skinny. For happy there's sad. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Why? Because God is perfectly balanced. The universe is perfectly balanced. The give and the take, right? Huh? It keeps things balanced. So where do we come up with this idea in modern Christianity that God is only love? Not that God is love, but he's only love. Are you with me? Anybody tracking with me out there? And because we've come up with this idea that God is love only, we make him terribly, terribly imbalanced. He's really, really imbalanced. So if God is love, then would that be safe to say that God also is hate? Oh, some of you guys got really nervous out there because you don't understand what hate is, right? God said he, I'm giving you the commentary I wrote. God hates with a perfect hatred. David called it a perfect hatred. What would that be? A perfect hatred. When we're told we're not supposed to hate things. But I've got a whole litany of things in the commentary that if I get around to, I'll get around to. A whole litany of things that God hates. So I love a lot of stuff. You love a lot of stuff, don't you? Anything you hate? Oh, he's not a very good Christian. Alan hates. Alan hates. And because of that, we don't hate the mutilation of our children. We don't hate it. We don't hate. The church does not hate those who are trying to groom our children into sexual deviancy. Church tells us to love them, right, Alan? We're we're supposed to love them. No, 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 no. Folks, that isn't what the word says, right? Whatever. (laughs) To compromise with them, to welcome them into our congregation. Jesus said, have nothing to do, wasn't Jesus? Paul said, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, Unfruitful works of darkness are done by people. People do unfruitful works of darkness. So when Jesus said that, nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, he's saying to you, don't have anything to do with the people who do the unfruitful works of You get it? You get it? Mm. What does the sign say? All welcome. Everybody come. Everybody come. And the result of it is a watered-down Christianity. Somebody say boom, Vinny. Boom. See, that's what, so that's what we fight most against, I believe, in American Christianity. That's, that's really kind of the focus of, of uh, what we do here at Coach Dave Live. And that's why I wrote the commentary today that we need to embrace the hate. Embrace the hate, right? In fact, maybe we'll get a shirt made. Embrace the hate. Because we would be a lot better off if the church decides time we start hating some things. By the way, Pull that up real quick. I'm sorry, I got I got on it. Pulled up real quick. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I'm going to show you some things, some really really important things on this thing. Uh, I'm I'm not going to read, it, but I'm going to show you some things that God hates. So let's go, go on down there real quickly, right? <clears throat> this is really good. Hatred, it's perfect hatred. 
Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, look at this. Alan, can you read? I think Alan can read, right? So I pulled this right out of the Bible, right? Here, here's some things that God hates. By the way, people do every one of these things. He doesn't just hate this thing. He hates a false witness who speaks lies. He hates one who sows discord amongst the brethren. He so he hated Esau. Jacob, I've loved Esau. I hate it. He hates a persevere heart. He hates a false balance, false weights, false scales. He hates the sacrifice of the wicked. He hates evil plans. You guys know this? Anybody? God's love. God's love. God loves everybody. He hates when people justify the wicked. He condemns the righteous. He hates those who condemn the righteous. He hates idolatry. He hates the devious. He hates homosexuality. He hates those that burn their children as an offering. He hates sorcery, necromancy, wizards. Oh, my goodness. I wonder how he feels about pharmacology, right? Hmm. Well, what do they tell us in our church? We're supposed to love all these people that are doing this. Supposed to love them, coach. Well, every one of those things that you just read in there is attached to a person. People sacrifice. The wicked are the ones who do them. Those are people who do the sacrifices. It's the people who have evil plans. It's the people who justify the wicked. It's the people that you, you understand. And ask yourself this question at the great white throne judgment or when this whole thing unwinds, what gets thrown into the lake of fire? The sin or the sinner? Duh. So I'm maybe I'm getting a shirt made up to embrace the hate. It's time that we embrace the hate. Okay, I'm gonna shut up a minute. I'm gonna give Alan a chance to say what's on his mind. Go ahead, Alan. What are you thinking of today? It's wicked hearts of men, you know. I look at the thing. You, you ever looked at our uh, the world map and you look at Africa? You know, Africa in the in biblical times, Africa was one nation. It was Ethiopia. Listen, this is re- listen. This is really good. This is really good about what he's ready to explain to you. Talking about racism and all that. Go ahead, Alan. So Ethiopia in the Bible was Ethiopia upper, Ethiopia lower. There was no Congo, no Chad, no Liberia, none of that. It was just one body. Pull, hang on a minute. Pull up a map of of Africa if you can. Can you find one real quick, Spence? Keep talking, Alan. And so we're, you know, our politicians, the ones on the wrong side, are pushing how, you know, skin color is an issue, this and that. Well, how come is it that Africa, that used to be one nation, is 54 nations now? Pull that thing up. And, uh, you know, they, they, they all have borders and boundaries. They all have different tribes. These tribes hate each other. They Most fight. of them black, right? Oh, they're all black, except for maybe South America, uh, South Africa. But then, you know, if you sit there and if you look at the continent of South Africa uh, or South, South America, it's busted up in all these different nations. And if you, I told Coach yesterday, if you took these guys from South America, put them in a lineup, they all look the same. Their dialect may be a little different, but they could probably still understand and converse with one another. So in, so in Africa, they all basically sleep, speak the same language, right? It's all black people. And what? There's they're constant war with yeah, each other, killing, killing each, each other. other, right? So it's not, in America, it's not our skin color. It's the wicked hearts of men around the earth. It's wicked hearts of men. God created all colors of, of skin, and and uh, why we can't get past this? Why this is still a diversion, uh, a deception? I don't, I can't divide and conquer, it. right? My Sister. God, I coached high school football twenty one years, and I coached in Central Florida. We had the most diverse teams you could ever have, and some tough teams, you know, some tough kids and uh, tough backgrounds. A uh, bunch of the guys that's in the pros are from our from our area, and uh, my God, we all got along on Friday night. <laughs> we. You know, we might have went to a different church on Sunday morning, but we all got along Friday night. Oh, oh, Al, I just had a revelation. Are you guys looking at that? Are you looking at that map right now? Algeria. Oh, okay. So those are the Baptists. Libya, they're the Lutherans. Egypt, uh, they're the uh, Presbyterians. Saudi Arabia, uh, they're the Catholics. Uh, Mali, uh, they're the uh, non-denominationals. Not right. Do you get it? Do you get it, folks? That the strategy of the evil one has always been divide and conquer. It's Satan. always been. I, I say this all the time, and I don't like giving Satan any kind of kudos, but he's a great general. He's divided the church, just like Coach said, by denominations. He's divided us all up by race. Uh, you know, the list just goes on, and it's terrible. How, how come we can't get past this deception? 
because Satan is the great deceiver and he knows how to deceive us and how to divide us. And it's, we got to wake up and check ourselves. Amen. Amen. For sure. So, oh man, I just got, there's so much good stuff. I'm going to show you this. Uh, I wanted to show it yesterday. Pull up number two. I want this is a guy, Pastor Gino. I came came across him on the internet. Uh, <clears throat> true, I love truth, man. I don't care who says it. I love truth. So if you can pull that up, that's number two. Number two. Uh, Gino huh? Jennings. Huh? Gino Jennings. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Huh? Go ahead. Foundation of one's existence is in the mind. When the mind starts breaking apart, apart, everything about the human being starts to dissolve. That's right. You change a person's mind. You change right. the person. Change the person. That's why the word of God got to be preached strong. Oh yeah. Raw. Firm. The strength in the weak spaces of your mind. Go ahead. Go on the mask. You that think I'm too bitter, I'm not your problem. Your problem is you too weak. Yeah. Get in. Oh, you too tough. No, you too much of a coward. Yeah. Amen. God said, let us make man, not let us make transgender. No. So you want to force this demonic lifestyle found. That's it. That's it, right? Huh? And so we don't understand. Think about right now. Now they're trying to divide us by our sexual proclivities. It's crazy, isn't it? Divide and conquer. And what was what was the Lord's prayer that we would all be one? That we might all be one, one new man. Hey, put that put my commentary back up there because I'm going to show you a video that people still don't want to believe. Scroll down just a little bit. I only put one video in there. Um, going down. There it is. Thirty second video. I showed it yesterday. They're after our children, folks. They've always been after our children, but these folks. Listen to this. Go ahead. Stop it right there. Stop it right there. Got to ask you a question. Because no pastor will ask it. God loves those people? Absolutely not. See, see, folks, listen. You you have got to swallow this. Okay, you got to get this. His love is available to them. Just like his love was available to me. His forgiveness was available to me. To Alan. It was available to him. But I'm going to tell you something. God did not love me in that sinful state. He didn't love me in it. How did God hate Esau? Because he was in rebellion. He's in rebellion. These people, for us to show up at a gay pride parade and tell these people how much Jesus loves them is the wrong message. Boom. Boom. They are in in mortal danger, folks. And if we show up and hold us, remember the old Fred Phelps, God hates fags, signs, and all made Christians just cow. It's the truth. We just read the things that God hates, right? And until we get this mentality and understand that we are at war with those people for our children, then coach, you just got to love them. Why? Why? His love's available. God so loved the world that Whosoever, pardon me, is that not conditional? If is a whosoever, is there a whosoever not? God so loved the world that anybody, anybody, right? No, no, the whosoever's. The whosoever's that believeth in him shall not perish. What about the whosoever nots? Are you with me? Weep and wailing and national teeth. Jesus said that. Mm, amen. Jesus said. I don't hate these people. I hate what they do. But the last thing I'm going to do is show up and tell them how much God loves them. Folks, they are enemies of the cross. Those are enemies of the cross. Those are God's enemies. We just read it. He hates all workers of iniquity. What's a worker of iniquity? Well, there's a difference between the guy who's a homosexual and he's making a garden with Timmy. And him and Timmy going to the 
library and trying to recruit young kids in there. Timmy now has become a worker of iniquity. He's crossed a bridge. He's going into a deeper area. You understand? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? Because, see, this makes people really, really nervous. Michelle's burning something up there. She's cooking, right? Are you picking? Because, look, look, folks, listen. This is the hardest thing. Smoke detector. This is the hardest thing to convince Christians of that God hates. Now, the scary thing about iniquity. Speak up. Because the, the scary thing about iniquity is most folks that's in iniquity, they already know God don't want you doing that, but they say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. And they accuse us of hating them, right? What? God hates all workers of iniquity. God doesn't hate iniquity. He does. But he hates all workers of iniquity. And again, at the lake of fire, who gets thrown into the lake of fire? The sin or the sinner? Well, they know what they're doing and they do it anyway. Right. And, what, and what, what do we do? We encourage them in their sin, telling them that God loves them. I'm, I'm running in circles here. Yeah, but I think this is critical that we, that we get this. Do I hate that homosexual? No. Well, yes. But I hate him with a perfect hatred. I hate what he does. I hate his intentions. I hate his dark heart. I don't hate him. And whosoever, if he'll come to the light, I'll love him. But I do not love him while he's engaged in trying to poison the minds of children. Anybody with me other than Alan? You see where this goes? But your pastor will never say this from the pulpit. They'll never say that. That those who are in sin are in rebellion. They are enemies of the cross. Boom. Why don't we get it? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Well, against principalities and powers. So that means that principalities and powers are our enemies? Is that what it means? Yeah, that's what it means. But what if the principalities and powers are invading and using people? Well, we hate that, don't we? Wow, I'm all over the place. Gino, come on in. I got I got some great stuff too. Alan, you got pipe in. But I hate to get off of what you were talking about because you got a good plan going, but I'm not understanding what you're saying about the Africa being divided in fifty-four different countries because the United States was built that way. Every state is supposed to be a different country. We all have our own separate constitution. But now we go to Washington, we send all our tax money to Washington, D.C., and then they control the states by not giving your money back unless you obey what their restrictions are. Because just like Oklahoma, we're dead set against abortion. And now the federal government, which is Washington, D.C., is wanting to stop giving money back to Oklahoma for medical situations because we don't want to support abortion and we're going to be fighting that again here in oklahoma so i don't have to speak for alan i think we agree with it right first of all africa is the united states right and we all agree the states are important the point alan was making is that they've got in what we we think they've given us the impression that all blacks are on the same page right blacks against whites when you go to africa used to be two two countries and now they've divided it into all the countries, and they're at war with each other, is, is the point that I think Alan's trying to make. Not that, not that there's something wrong with states. But We're in the greatest nation on the earth. We're in the greatest nation on the planet. And we're doing something that most nations can't do. And unfortunately, it's our politicians and the news media. It's the devil. devil's puppet master of all of it. And he's trying to keep us divided. And me coaching football for all these years, I know that we can all get along. And I know we're all different. <laughs> But I know we can all get along. And, you know, when I got to meet Bobby Bowden personally, head coach of Florida State when he was there, I got to meet him two separate times. Second time I met him, I rode on a golf cart with him for 45 minutes. And I said, Coach Bowden, I said, what a, when you're in your alone time, what is it that you really love and you admire that you get to do in this job that you have? He didn't even think for a second. He said, Coach, I'm going to tell you what I love. No matter if we're in Tokyo, Texas, Oklahoma, no matter where we're at, when we go to church as a football team, I love that. I love that more than any championship. I, and, and when I went back from meeting him on that, that was in 2004. When I went back to Hernando High School, I implemented that. I started out, I said, hey, I'm going to church. I, I picked out 11 different churches, and we had meet. So first started off, I had about 12. Time towards the middle of the season, we was up to 50, 55 boys was joining me at different churches, black churches, white churches, Methodist. I didn't care. 
Catholic. We went everywhere. Wore our jerseys, rolled up in there. And uh, so I, I, we can all get along. But the devil has us convinced otherwise. Uh, not all of us, but some of us. Amen. Amen. And, it, and it's a sad situation. But we can overcome <clears throat> it through the love of the Lord. By the way, that same thing happened to me when I was in London. We started taking guys to church. The other pastors got mad because we didn't come to their church. Huh? Dale, come on in, man. Brother, that, that Romans chapter 510 that you were saying earlier, it says that we were enemies of the cross. Brother, let me tell you what, that's not a good position. When Jesus comes <laughs> back, it says that he's going to what? Smite the nations of the world. What makes up a nation? What makes up America? What did Tohofu say? He says America's great because America's good, but if America ever ceases from being good, they will cease from being great. Brother, we're not great anymore. And then that Proverbs, you know, we always go to 6, 18 and on down, but brother, there's a lot of stuff, uh, great morsels even before that, but everything about these deviant, perverted people, when you read those things that, that the Lord hates, you will see that they fulfill every single one of them. Mm. <laughs> Say that again, Dale, because that, that, that went right over people's heads. That was really good. Say that again. Everything in Proverbs 6, starting with verse, actually, you can go before that, six, 16, the, the six things that the Lord hates. The first, listen to it, verse 17, a proud look. Right, hey, pride, 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 right? A lying tongue. Are they liars, coach? Wow. Brother, are they the ones who are defending to shed innocent blood? Go to the abortion clinic. That's the death scores. Their hearts devise wicked, wicked imaginations. Brother, when you say that a man will put his uh, reproduction organ into the septic system of what God created in another man, wow. that's that wicked. <laughs> Feet. Feet, right, that are running swift into their mischief. They speak, they speak lies. They sow discord. Here it is for the church, brother. They sow discord. They got these pastors deceived that now them pastors say what? That we have hate speech. No, we don't have hate speech. They just hate the speech in which we speak. Amen. It's all good, right? There it is, folks. It's the people, right? Now, look. I was in the kingdom of darkness. I was one of those people. And now I've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. It's available to everybody. But we know this. The Bible's very clear. Many are called. Few are chosen. Broad is the way. Narrow is the gate. <laughs> Few find it, right? Why, why all this inclusive Jesus loves everybody? That, folks, that ain't, that ain't gospel. <laughs> I'm sorry. That isn't the gospel. It's somebody's gospel, but it's not the gospel. And, and Coach, hold on one second real quick yep. before Jeff. Brother, that flag, that thing has not left me. That flag that you saw parading through that parade, that was never used as a homosexual flag all of these years. Put that sucker together. What it represents, the four of them, the north, the south, the east, and the west, they are coming also. It's a kingdom. They have a dark kingdom coming to conquer, and that's their flag. They have a dark kingdom coming to conquer, and that's their flag. Jeff Klein. Hey, just wondering, too, how long is Alan going to be around? We can hook uh, about, up. About four more hours. <laughs> oh, crap. How well, next he just, time? He, he just flew in yesterday. No, he drove in yesterday, and he's, he's driving out. He's going to be around Ohio, though. That's what I mean. If he's going to be around somewhere, I want to get Pastor Bill to come hook up with Alan. Them two would hit it off. But anyways, the other night in the garage, you know everything Pastor Bill's been going through. This this guy was on fire Tuesday night. All the things you're just talking about, the hate. He asked me, he said, okay, what things do we hate? And everybody started bringing up examples. Abortion, kids, teens, their genitals being cut off, transgenders, the, all the demonic crap in our country. He said, and then he went into, here's the problem. He said, we are not vexed. And he went deep into this about what it means to be vexed. He said, how many of you, you hate these things. He said, but how many of you have sleepless nights? You're truly vexed. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, not me. I said, I've been going to school board meetings for two years. I ain't really had a sleepless night. I'm mad about it. I hate it, but I'm not vexed. I was just pulling it up. There's over 22 times in the Bible about being vexed. Wow. So we might tie it, 
Okay, we might have to discuss that about being vexed, but Pastor Bill hammered it the other night for an hour and a half in that garage. So I get, so I get vexed over personal things, right? I get vexed, troubled over something that happens with my children, my grandchildren. I don't get vexed over what happens to Alan's children and grandchildren. I don't Amen. get vexed over that, right? Yeah. I'll pray for you, Alan, but I ain't going to go to war for his grand. No, no, no. I'm not vexed on that one, right? Right? Good point, Jeff. Roger. Roger. Roger's on vacation. Maybe he fell asleep on the beach. No, no, I'm here. I um, was just going to, this, this love gospel has, has been one of the foundations for the last 30, 40 years in the church. And we often talk about, take a look at the church. Is it stronger now with these types of foundations or weaker? And it's not even, it's not even close. No. It's the, the church is so much weaker. And you know, George Barna just came out with a, another study, and I think he does a pretty good job of the pulse of the church. And uh, the youth, the youth are running away from the church. Man, oh man. Um, the teenager, the young adult, the co- they're running away from the church. And that, mm. you know, look at look at what has been taught the last 30 years. Well, I'm running and, away from the church. Why wouldn't you run away from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but... You know, yep. think of the, the foundations of of the message from the church the last 30, 40 years. No wonder the church yep. has died. Amen. We're, uh, we're not hated. We want to be loved. Church wants to be loved. Yeah. Roger, my one of my cousins, she's been playing the organ up the top of the hill there in Rakersville, out in the country, out in Amish country. And she's been playing that organ in that church from the time she was 12 years old until just last, a year ago, Easter. She quit. Don't go to church anymore. The, the church she was attending, United Church of Christ, whatever, they adopted the, the homosexual mess, ordination and marriage and all that. She she walked away. And so people are walking away for that. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. But you know what? We've allowed this to creep in. Just like with Pastor Bill Dunphy, I, I'm so, that just sickens me. It sickens me what he's going that could be me. That could be Clay. That Amen. could be Coach. Amen. That could be any of us. That could be Dale. Any of us, like like Tony Spell, when he was by himself, and uh, you know our group's the one that went in there. We really about the only ones that went in there to try to help that guy out. And I just sit back and I just it's just sickening to my guts that not every preacher where Jeff Klein lives is not standing shoulder to shoulder with the man of God, no matter what denomination they're in. Throw that out the window. If 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 Pastor Bill Dunphy was an Amish man, we should be standing with him. <laughs> Well, it goes on and on. Tony Spell. Uh, I mean, everywhere, right? It's crazy. It's it's it's, it's crazy, man. Crazy. And he's only man. had only had two or three pastors reach out to him. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know it's going to be their neck in the noose. They don't have that much figured out. Janine, come on in. Everything we've been talking about is rebellion, and the word says rebellion is as witchcraft. Um, Spencer, if you could put up uh, witchcraft from the dictionary there and you should see the the um definition there the practice practice, go ahead go ahead dave the practice of witches sorcery enchantments intercourse with the devil can you can can you imagine can you imagine what's going on in this world intercourse with the devil and that's what they're doing Wow, wow, wow. And Janine, we're told to invite him into the building. That's what we've done. We've invited him into the building. Infiltrated the building. Wow. Power more than that. Power more than that. The churches give up on the supernatural. We don't believe it. The devil's running with the supernatural, and we don't believe in it. Wow. Huh? Are you talking tongues? Are you kidding me? Whoa. Get away from Alan. Uh, put your kids in second grade. Uh, put them in public schools. Right? One of the biggest fights I've ever been in on Facebook <laughs> was a couple of weeks ago about being drunk in the spirit. I've been drunk in the spirit three times. And the, every every time that that happened to me, I didn't go in there searching for that. I was in one of the lowest parts of my life, going through fighting through all kind of battles. And uh, the Lord would come upon me. I can't explain it to you. It's unexplainable. You have to experience for for yourself. So if I run right back over here. Uh, if you could see here in my multi-million dollar studio, there's a there's a uh, electric outlet. And then down here, I got a couple bars of electric. 
If I were to grab this piece of metal and I were to go over and stick it in that outlet, does anybody, anybody know what would happen to me? Huh? Oh, yeah. uh, we know what would happen to me, right? Well, that's the Holy Spirit. If I, were to, if I were to take that piece of metal and I were to engage it with Almighty God, the Holy Spirit, do you have any idea what would happen to you? Do you have any idea what would happen to you? And the church totally wants nothing to do with the supernatural. Because they can't control it. Can't control it. Because why? You stick that thing in that light socket, dude, you're going to be changed. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to be changed. And so they want a little bit of change, huh? I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Let me find that, okay? Go ahead, uh, Julie, then Myra. Go ahead, Julie. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, I think I woke up a pastor the other day. Um, we used to do street ministry several years ago. And I was telling him about all this stuff that was going on with the, um, the libraries in Zanesville. And he said, well, if that's true, then, you know, yada, yada, yada. And he said, well, we as a family, we go to the libraries and we minister to the people there. And I said, well, did you go when they had the party event and they were shoving all this stuff down the little kids are heard about the LGB too? He's like, no. I said, well, that would have been a great opportunity to <laughs> minister to those people. Yeah, that'd be, they want to share the gospel with them. It was right in front of them, right? Right in front of them. Hey, Spencer, I'm sending this to you. Pull this thing up as quickly as you can. Myra, go, then Clay. Yes, Coach. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. Thank you. It's so good to see you, Alan. Haven't seen you for a while. Yes, ma'am. Nice to see you, too. Um, so it is written in Titus. Titus 1, 10 through 11. Please, Spencer. Thank you. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. Especially day of the circumcision. Uh, <laughs> I know some of them. <laughs> Whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucrative money. Sake. For filthy money's sake. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just a second, Clay. Pull up that email from Wilbur, Wilbur Reese. All right. What? Huh? Nothing yet. Oh, I sent it to you, Spencer, instead of to Jared. That's my fault, man. I don't know what I was thinking. Hang on, because it's worth it, folks. Huh? Here's the American church. Wilbur Reese. <clears throat> I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of God to make me love a black man or pick beats with a migrant. No, I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. That's the American church. Pretty much. Huh? That's where we're at. Clay, come on in. Next. When I, was a, when I was a teenager, well, I, I, it was a young teenager. I was probably like uh, 12 years old. Well, you ain't to, even a teenager at 12. Went, going to the skating rink, uh, there was a singer called boy george y'all probably remember boy george yeah and he started all this junk right here in the united states yeah and there were guys and girls little kids dressing up like boy george at skate yep. rink when we were like 12 or 13 years old and what we're dealing with right now we've talked about it before this is a result of good strong men and women and godly men and women being tolerant of sin and wrongdoing. Not hating evil. They don't hate evil. And this is what you get when you tolerate it. You, We could have dealt with this 30 years ago, 40 years ago. But instead, now we've let it come to where they're dancing in the street, naked in front of our kids, and uh, dress, dress like dogs. And now they're le trying to legalize pedophilia 
And that's where we've let it come instead of doing something about it 30, 40, 50 years ago. Clay, you are just too judgmental. You have to love those people, Clay. Don't you understand? Let's love them to death. (laughs) Amen. Oh, that makes that wasn't me out there. YouTube. That wasn't me said that. Clay said, I'm not on YouTube. They they fired me out from YouTube. Jeff Klein, come on in and Kevin. Don't you know another example you Pastor Bill used the other night? And he said, Think about it. He said, Do you know of anybody that's really vexed? So everybody's sitting there looking at each other. And guess what name come up? Cal's Astro. He said, now think about his wife. His wife's sitting there facing her husband going to prison, two daughters going to prison, and one daughter and two sons, whatever it is, but three kids and her husband. And I said, that's our buddy, Cal's Astro. That man is vexed. He's on a mission. You know what I mean? We should be vexed, right? Yeah. Hey, folks, did you know this? $3 worth won't get you vexed. That won't get you there. So Cal Zastro and Chet Gallagher and those people that Dale told us about the other day who uh, lost in court for trying to protect babies, even though uh, it's not even a law anymore. The FACE Act isn't even a law. There's no right to an abortion. Anyway, did you know, Dale told us this, they were not allowed to use their faith as a defense. They were not allowed in the courtroom to say, I did this because I was compelled by God to do it. We're not allowed to use that as a defense. That's the whole reason they did it. Because that would have worked, Coach. Uh, Hey, Christians, you better buckle up. You better start hating some things. Kevin. I just want to bounce off what Brother Clay just said. It's a phrase that I learned a few years ago, and I think it's very applicable, is uh, what one generation tolerates, the next generation celebrates. That's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing them marching in the parade, marching up and down the street. Play number four. Bring up Matt Tuella. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're clearing my throat here on me. Number four, Spencer. There you go. Huh? I like, I love Matt. I was going to say I like Matt. I love Matt. He's poignant. Poignant. On target. Go ahead. Have you noticed that the media and the two political groups have already started with their shiny object campaign in order to keep us from focusing on what really matters? I'm talking about the presidential campaign. They try to keep everyone focused on their shiny object, the presidential election. Like little kittens, Americans follow the shiny object and get played like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football while Lucy is holding it. Two things here. Have you ever noticed that regardless of which political party is in power, the country remains on the same trajectory, bigger government, more invasive of our lives, more decadence, more evil, more immorality and injustice being dispensed upon us, the people. The second thing to notice is that when you actually take time to read the Constitution, you see what little limited power the president actually possesses. The media and the two political groups have made the presidential office into this emperorship. It was never intended to be that way. Our founders pillared for us an actual federalism. And in a federalism, you have multiple levels of government, multiple branches at each level, so that if any one branch or branches begins to play the tyrant, impugning the Constitution, dispensing evil and immorality, another branch or branches will check that branch or branches and stop their evil. They don't want you to remember any of that. You know how everyone's always on their phone? This is so you stay focused on the shiny object that you stay completely immersed in the presidential campaign, not taking action where you can actually make a difference at the county and local levels, and even the state level. We have to quit looking to men who openly impugn the law of God to save us from evil. We must be faithful and true to Christ. Understand that a tyrant superior civil authority always counts on the blithe compliance of the lesser authorities in order to get their evil down into the fabric of society. Don't allow the shiny object to grab your attention. Engage at the county and local level and stop the evil. Have you noticed that as men have been voting for the lesser of two evils over the last 40 years, the lesser of two evils just keeps getting more evil. We have to quit looking to men who openly impugn the law of God 
to save us from evil. We must be faithful and true to Christ. Repentance is massively needed by us. We need to repent. We're going nowhere without repentance. The doctrine of the lesser magistrate okay, shows the That's people. That's good, Matt. Personal repentance. Personal. Folks, you, uh, uh, you're not going to go very far if you're hiding your sin. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And remember this. When you put on the full armor of God, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, football uniform on, right? Belt of truth, feet shot with the uh, uh, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, sword of the spirit. And never forget this: that the thing that holds everything together is the belt. If you look at the way those soldiers used to doubt, everything was connected to the belt. And I want you to think about this. Most people will not stand up publicly and speak because their belt of truth is not tight in their own lives. And they know that if they stand up and start to speak, people are going to pull down their pants. Boom. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, what about you? What about here? What about, huh? What about that? And because men know that they are carrying all kinds of baggage, they're hesitant to stand for fear that their own deeds will be exposed. We have to clean up our lives so that we can do what Martin Luther said. Here I stand. I can do no more. My pants are tight. My pants are pulled up. There ain't nothing in me that you're going to find. And that only comes through confession. Stop hiding it. Deal with it. And the strength of the Lord will come to you when you do that. Dale. Brother, man, this just came to me. It's not a love gospel. But because I'm crucified in Christ and I live, it is now the gospel I love. <laughs> Amen. It's the gospel I love. Not, boom. Not boom, boom, boom. So uh, those of you still hanging with me out there, I'm sorry about the inconvenience and conflict that I'm bringing into your own life. But don't ever forget this. The Bible promises us that we're going to be hated of all men. Pull that up there again, just as a refresher. Matthew chapter 5. And until we get this in our head, and still we try and, and if we would begin to look at church as a war planning adventure, rather than whatever it's become, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteous sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. When you lay it on the line for the Lord, you are blessed, boys. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven because they had a bunch of boys that came before you that went through the same daggone thing. And remember this, you're the salt of the earth, not the sugar. But as soon as you stop being salty, what are you? Third, scroll up. Well, you're good for nothing. Useless. You're useless. Except to be cast out and trapped up under the foot of the homosexuals and the pedophiles and the government officials, if you're stopping salt. Huh? You are the light of the world. You are. And if your light's set on the hill, it ain't going to be hidden. And men don't go out and put a candle and put a bushel basket on top of it. No. They leave it open. So the light gives light into all, all the world, right? So do what? Let your light shine before men. That they'll see your good what? Your good works? What? I thought it's not a works gospel. Oh, yeah, they're going to see your good works. When they see your good works, they say, Dang, go on, Clay. Wow, Clay, what happened to you? Oh, well, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh, let me tell you what happened to me. It can happen to you, too. What about the change? Remember we said that the other day? So we, see, so we have somewhere along the way, evil men have crept in unaware, and they gave us an entirely new gospel. They gave us the gospel of love, and I'm trying to resurrect the gospel of hate. 
You might think I'm crazy. Gospel way. Bail me out here, Alan. That's on you. We got we got five minutes left here. I just want to tell Tracy she started it off and Coach asked her, you know, how family and friends and this and that. I'm gonna tell you, I've got grandchildren don't even know my name. Mm. The only reason is, is because I love the Lord. And so when you you know when you get involved in this thing, and I'm gonna tell you this, our our examples are far reaching. You're gonna have people watching you, listening to you, watching what you watch on TV, listening to what kind of music you listen to. The list goes on. And you're not even going to know they're paying attention. Amen. Amen. But our examples are very far reaching. And I know that my children, they're going to come around one of these days. I'm going to keep plowing. All I can do is pray for them. All I can do is be a godly example. And I'm going to continue in this thing. No matter what they do, I'm going to, once I got a hold of this thing and I figured it out, the Holy Ghost helped me figure it out. And, you know, the best advice I can give anybody is this. The blood of Christ will make us white as snow. The power of the Holy Ghost will give you the authority to tell sin and Satan no. Hallelujah. You shall receive power. Amen. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Right? Amen. Happens, right? Amen. Right? So my life, look, I'm so glad I lived such a sinful life. Because every day I'm reminded of what I used to be. And only the power of God has made me what I am today. Only God could have done that. Only, huh? Only God could have done And people don't know how to handle it, do they? You know, what happened to you? What happened? Oh, I know what happened to you. I stuck this thing in that light socket over there. And I'll never be the same. Bring it, you, you are going to go to church with some, you're going to go to church on Sundays and hang out with people who got a fuse blown in the light socket. Or don't even have one. Or don't even have one, right? Tracy, you got all you guys out there, y'all be encouraged because it's gonna be three in the morning, one morning, somebody's gonna call you. Mm. Why? Because they see they have saw your testimony lived out in front of their eyeballs, and they're gonna know you're the real deal. Amen. And that's where it's at right there. Amen, 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 amen. This is the gospel we have come to love, Coach. It is, brother. Amen. We love the gospel that they're giving to us now because we love ourselves too much. Dave Allison, come on in, brother. Yeah, again, Alan, uh, the paradigm that um, God revealed to me the other morning, I shared it, but again, it's worth sharing again. That uh, Jesus said, when they see me and you, they're going to hate you. He said, but don't worry, they hated me first. But what do we do? We tell our people, hey, when you see the devil and the devil kid, love them. Yeah. You see. Oh my gosh, what a what a you know, you see you see the you see the problem we got here? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And when when the Lord revealed it to us, oh my goodness, man. We listen, the work I'm in, I'm encouraged. We see some great people in this nation. We've met some great people. They love God. They love this country. And unfortunately, we've got a news media that overshadows all that, blankets it. But I'm telling you, there's a bunch of great men and women of God in this country. We meet them all the time. We pray with folks all around this nation. We've seen miracle signs and wonders happen right under a pretzel tent. Hmm. I mean, we'll be busy. We'll have 100 people in line. And so I had a gentleman come up to us. We were at the Strawberry Fest, big Strawberry Festival in Tennessee. West Tennessee Straw, Strawberry Fest. Him and his wife came up. They were in the early 60s. And the gentleman said, sir, is your shirt real? And I said, yes, sir, it's real. Now, I'm in a mode where I'm, you know, I'm making money. I'm doing work that I do. But I never forget the gospel. I'm always ready. I said, yes, sir. I said, it's for real. I said, what, what you got going on? He said, well, our daughter, Jenny, we haven't seen her in three or four years. We haven't heard anything from her. We don't even know if she's still alive. She was in a drug scene. And I told him and his wife, I grabbed their hands and I said, I want you to, when you get home, I want you to turn to Lamentations chapter three and verse one through 18. And I want you to read that and study that and see where Jenny's at right now. The devil has her hedged in. He's got her surrounded with wicked people. But we began to pray and God just began to move. And I, you know, I don't know if I'll hear anything back from them. But we just have to be able this, this shirt right here, it actually does work. Mm. And when you're walking through Walmart, you better be ready to, mm. to pray with somebody. Mm. Amen. 
But we, you know, people ask me all the time, why do you wear the shirt? Well, Jesus said, pray you one for another. Well, how do you pray one for another if nobody's asking for prayer? Right. And then, <laughs> and it all starts around pretzels, huh? <laughs> Imagine that. Blessings, folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.